on maynard.com.au AU on tape from the Madame Frou-Frou Cafe in Glebe. I'm here with Andrew Scholl. Of course, we're talking about the coldest 100. You've had the hottest 100. We've got the coldest 100. Antipodean awkwardness, stuff that didn't quite work, and it's been going for over 100 years now, hasn't it, Andrew? We're now in our eighth year. So this is 800 songs or 800 versions of Australian songs. I'm feeling a bit exhausted this year, I think. Every year you've got to go through and dig things out, and you've been doing a really good job over the last couple of years. Are you ever going to run out of stuff? You never know. I was thinking about this the other day. Sometimes things just present themselves to you. There's so much stuff in there. We could talk about the Wiggles, your great work with Skippy, of course. And, of course, last year we had Stephen Farnham, the epic, iconic Stephen Farnham. brother of Johnny, whose daughter then went on to Twitter and went, hang on, that's my dad. My dad did a version of Sadie the Cleaning Lady. That must be the family secret. It's music for Australians or by Australians that somehow didn't work out as planned. I was going to say, sometimes things just present themselves. Is there things you've really had to look for this year? Is there some, something legendary? Because you've had Marlene Dietrich, you've had to go into the National Archives for various things. What's something you've actually had to go looking for? I'm going to let you in a little, little secret, which is sometimes you go, what songs are there about kangaroos? from Russia or from Greece or from Vietnam and you go down that rabbit hole and you find stuff that's slightly crass or a variety show performance or something or you go what's a song about a koala or is there an interesting rendition of Waltzing Matilda so we have the Spanish line dancing version of Waltzing Matilda in Spanish but then we also have a British ice cream van playing Waltzing Matilda on the bells or you have a Nokia phone from the year 2000 playing Waltzing Matilda as a ringtone. So it's finding those kinds of things, so little sub-themes that run through the Coldest 100 every year. The iconic Jimmy Barnes makes an appearance in this year's Coldest 100, but not in the way you would normally expect. No, in about 27, 2018, Jimmy Barnes himself released an alarm clock. An alarm clock? An alarm clock, the Jimmy Barnes screaming alarm clock, that when you press the button or when you wake up in the morning, it screams you awake. Wow. I think that kid's practising over there for it. I think the kid might have the Jimmy Barnes screaming alarm clock. People own this. There are clips of it. Could you imagine waking up to that in the morning? Would you want to continue living? There are things like that. So there's a bit of fun in this year's list. There's often Australian artists that turn up year after year in this list. Is there anyone in this year that's of long standing in the coldest 100? John Farnham's back this year uh, singing his his classic version of Old MacDonald Had a Farm from a uh, a TV telethon. With a quack, quack here and a quack, quack there. Here a quack, quack, quack. People who sort of ebb in and out, mm. but it's more to do with the songs and that connection to Australia. The famous Rubber Chickens have returned with doing uh, Somebody I Used to Know this year. <laughs> it 
there are those Australian songs that just take off around the world and we don't quite realise how big they are, like Dance Monkey or like somebody I used to know. Or, or, or Timey Kangaroo Downsport often turns up. Or Timey Kangaroo Downsport. I don't think we've got one. I don't think we've got a time. Oh, we do have a Timey Kangaroo Downsport this year by the Muppets. So the Muppets show in about 1978, 1979, <laughs> they did a version of Timey Kangaroo Downsport where everybody else got tied up instead of the kangaroo. Timey Kangaroo Downsport. Timey Kangaroo Downsport. All together now. Timey Kangaroo this year, you're moving into a bit more serious when it comes into the top 10 of the coldest 100, because as you mentioned to me, it's not always about things that we remember, it's about things we've chosen to forget. That's exactly the point of the coldest 100, which is, it's the opposite of nostalgia. Nostalgia is all the things we fondly remember, but there's large swathes of Australian history that we just don't, we don't remember that probably need to be brought to mind, at least contextualised. For example, lots of blackface performances from the golden era of 80s television. This was something that was quite common at the time. We all know about the uh, the famous Jackson Jive Act on Hey Hey It's Saturday, but we've got Daryl Summers in blackface. We've got other performers in blackface. We've got a children's show from Newcastle in the 1980s where they're singing about gollywogs. This is not good stuff and I don't think the coldest 100 should always be seen as fun. Let's remember what we used to be like and that could have been good, that could have been funny, that could have been innocent, that could have been hilarious but it could also could have been awful. She found my boomerang didn't come back in foreign languages, which I think it would lose something. There's always weird Australian songs or songs about Australia in foreign languages. There's a Dutch song this year by a child singing about her kangaroo and how she loves her kangaroo. She likes to ride around in the kangaroo's pouch and she wants to marry him. So she hasn't quite worked out that the kangaroos with the pouches aren't male. Well, there's been some huge biological mistakes being made in the coldest 100 over the years. Have you got a favourite, a fun favourite? Oh, I've got a horrible favourite, which I think is Alexander Downer, that well-known Australian crooner and former foreign minister, singing a version of Kokomo. So what made him think he could do a Beach Boys cover? There's a variety turn that they do at ASEAN conferences every year, where the different foreign ministers get up. It's him and members of the embassy staff and his staff singing Kokomo, but about treaties, about international treaties. I want to take you to the Philippines, Cambodia, Vietnam, I'm pretty mama, Hanoi, Vietnam. The worse the song is, the higher it rises. And I often get people saying, why is this only number 89 on the chart? It's because that's not bad, whereas the one at number one is horrific. You've got Scylla Black too. I, I, I didn't think Scylla Black did a lot of Australian covers. It's great, isn't it? We've had a Scylla Black cover before. We've had Red Rubber Ball by The Seekers. Produced by George Martin, and is one, and I love that album. Um, Surround yourself with Scylla, I believe that album's called. Do you know about George Martin's love of the wobble board? No, because I think George Martin produced the original Timey Kangaroo Downsport. Oh. So when it came time to do Goodness Gracious Me, another sort of you know, racially questionable performance with um, Peter Sellers, listen to the first opening bars. There's a wobble board in that. Get out. There is a wobble board. <laughs> Oh, Doctor, I'm in trouble. Well, goodness gracious me. George Martin not only brought the Beatles to the world, he brought the wobble board to the world. What if he brought the wobble board to the Beatles? Well, the Beatles, of course, did a version of Timey Kangaroo Downsport. They did, didn't they? Yes, on a Christmas show in 1963 with Rolf Harris. Timey Kangaroo Downsport, Timey Kangaroo Downsport. 
This year we have Scylla performing, quite surprisingly, You're the Voice, the John Farnham song. So Scylla in the 1980s had a variety show where she'd, you know, reintroduce families to, to, to one another after many years, you know. Then halfway through the show, randomly, there would be a Scylla musical performance with a film clip. So this is her at an old castle in England singing You're the Voice. To the curator of the castle. People have that to look forward to or not, as the case may be. enjoy the most about the Colas 100 because you don't just easily just go through YouTube you look everywhere, you put in the hard yards as we say in Australia to make the Colas 100 what it isn't today and sometimes there are things that just come across your radar like the Portuguese children's show where the cast are singing to a panda and they're singing Acorda Panda Wake Up Panda and it's Wake Up Jeff the Wiggles but in Portuguese you look at South American children's TV you look at European children's TV suddenly some of these Wiggle songs with no connection to the Wiggles whatsoever crop up all through the year. I contact you a couple of times during the year and you've got, look at this Maynard, look at this. Your whole life, although you have a real job, Coldest 100 overshadows it for a couple of weeks every year. It's just in the background. There are all these weird bits and pieces and cultural references to Australia and odd things about Australia and you think this has to be brought to a wider audience. It's a little bit like when people ask me about where do I get clips when I do my video shows. Where do you get them from? you just got to keep an eye out as you're going through everything else and just make a little marker to come back to them. People think I have some massive archive of stuff. There's no archive whatsoever. It's all stuff that's on YouTube or some of those other video sites online. So the Coldest 100 is a lot of scrolling. There's the, the guy on a variety show. He's doing a version of Waltzing Matilda, but he's burping instead of singing. That's confronting and weird and fun. I think that could be three words to describe the Coldest 100. <laughs> confronting, weird and fun, except for a couple of the ones that are in the top ten this year. And because how can we experience this live? Live on Twitter or whatever it's called now, X. <laughs> so sometimes you put a clip up on YouTube and it disappears. On Twitter, these things tend to survive and thrive and stay. Oz Kitch also has an Instagram account. Will you be putting much up on Instagram? Bits and pieces. On Twitter, if you pay the right amount of money, you can stick a four-minute clip up. Uh, on Instagram, it's got to be 90 seconds. Part of the faff of all this Maynard is the editing. Look, and there's been rumours about this turning into a TV show. I've had a go at trying to make it into a TV show because its, it's very nature is highly varietal because there's no two things that are very much the same. Has this been a problem? Are you trying to get it onto commercial television? It's just one of those things. It'll happen eventually, but um, uh, just not just not yet. It's going to be the right time in the cycle for some commissioning editor to go, do you know what we need? We need a program that has horrific Australian clips from the past. What time does it start from? Uh, probably about 10-ish on, uh, on the morning of the hottest, the morning of the hottest 100. The 27th? Yes. Hottest 100 starts at about midday. These clips start a little bit earlier, and then people go... Like that dog, they go, what the hell? So, yeah, so set your Jimmy Barnes alarm clock. 
<laughs> the 10 a.m. on the 27th. Thank you, Andrew, and good luck. Enjoy. Or, or, or not, as the case may be. One of the greatest artists that often appears on the Coldest 100 is Charo, the legendary Charo. But we've got her singing the John Paul Young classic, Lovers in the Air. Again, that's one of those Australian songs that everybody everywhere has done a cover version of. This is Charo on a battleship in New York Harbour, an audience of VIPs, including Henry Kissinger, singing the song and sitting on his lap and giving him a kiss. And then a whole bunch of sailors get up and do the cha-cha with her at the end. There's several performances online of Charo doing Lovers in the Air. There's also a performance of her somewhere, which we'll probably get in next year, of her doing Physical by Olivia Newton-John on The Love Boat. Thank you for your time today, Andrew, and we're all going to be tuning in to Kitch on X Do It this Saturday. And don't think that this stuff might be there in future. It might last for a while, but you just never know with your stuff, do you? Well, we don't know whether X or Twitter's going to last much longer either. Yeah. So, so fingers crossed. So I'll put, I'll put stuff up on some of the other social media channels as well, but the whole horrific experience will be up on X. A-U Bryson and Hume Everything digital